0: The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Hey guys, thank you for being here. Um, Do you wish you could talk to your pets?
1: Do you wish that you could know
0: what Wheezy was thinking? Morning, noon, and night. I
1: don't? You don't? I mean, what do you mean?
0: Well, pet psychics are becoming more and more popular according to the Wall Street Journal.
1: Okay. Yes. So, like, getting inside my pet's head.
0: Yes, yes, getting inside your pet's head. Um, There is a psychic out there. One moment, let me open this on my phone, since it won't let me read this article on this PC, apparently. Um, So, there's a psychic out there. uh, I'm sorry, it's called a pet communicator, not a psychic, or they are. That's what this, this article keeps referring, that these pet communicators... Um, are getting really popular, and um, she charges $550 for a 90-minute session. Yes, and she has a waiting list of 7,600 people.
1: Well, that does prove what we've known for years, Dawn. Mm -hmm. There's one born every minute. How much (laughs) money?
0: It is $550 a session. And she talks to your pet and figures out maybe what could be going on with your pet um, health wise. Um, <laughs> I doubt if she's like, oh, he wants another treat because that's what I think that dogs were okay, thinking. Like, well, Tell I me, want me where you to you're be. coming
1: to the story at, because I have a very definitive point of view. So I just I want to make sure to uh, honor that.
0: Oh, you want to honor my opinion? Yeah. So
1: what are you like? How do you react to the $500 pet psychic.
0: I think that if I could learn to do this, I would be doing it for Okay, sure. I mean, people are more interested. My, my approach is I see so many people, obviously there are so many people, even just with this one who are desperate to communicate with their pet. And like beyond, I, they can't all be like, what is medically wrong with my pet? Because they would just take them to a vet. Right but I think people are focusing a lot on the desire to communicate with pets because they would rather do that than communicate with people.
1: Mm. Well, that's, I understand that because most pets are nicer than a lot of people I've met in my life. So
0: yeah, but the good thing about them is probably that they give you their undying attention and they don't question anything. They're not difficult. They don't challenge you in any way.
1: Exactly. This is why my, my personal point of view with the whole pet psychic thing is absolutely not. I would pay zero dollars for this. And the yes. reason is I don't want to know. You don't. I don't want to know what my pet thinks. Why? Mm-hmm. Because then I have to worry about what my pet thinks about me. Do you know how much I worry about or have in my life worried about what other people think? Right. Like, I don't that's know. an uh, that's an on like. I think that's a human trait, right? Like we all worry about what other people think about us. Why would I want to add animals to Mm -hmm. that equation so that when I'm walking down the road, I'm like, the neighbor's cat really just has an issue with me. And I'm not sure where it all began. (laughs) Right. Like I have enough to worry about. The last thing I want to do is feel like I'm letting my dog down.
0: I am right there with you. I don't have a dog, but. You know, I don't want to let any pet down. I would be more interested in what cats think because they're more
1: aloof. I'm like, what? Cats, I would want to know even less because cats aren't going to ever say anything nice about you. (laughs) They're going to be like, and I don't like that outfit you're wearing either. Where's my food? Correct.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm just amazed that it used to be something where people would be like, she's a whack job or what a... Who's like a whack job? Like the psychics, the pet psychics. Oh, no, like, no, no, no. In the psychic community, Look, like people would be like, oh, and she knows pets. You know what I mean? But like It's just... more and more common that people are trusting this.
1: That's because... People treat their animals increasingly like people. And some people don't like that. And other people, myself included, are just fine with it. I would rather have a relationship with my dog. It's fine. I like people, too. I'm not saying I don't like people. I'm just saying, like, look at, uh, for example, pet food. What is pet food? Pet food is advertised and engineered and created not for pets, usually, but for pet owners. Why? Because pet owners are buying pet food. In the same way, someone with psychic abilities or psychic tendencies or whatever you call it. She doesn't call her. You said psychics was not the word, but communicators, people who communicate with their animal, uh, with people are just going to go, oh, well, there's a market for people to want to know what's going on with their pets. Let's apply the same principles to their pets, which it's just, you know, whether it's energy or, you know. I don't know because I don't have all the answers. Hopefully, one day when I get hit by a bus and go upstairs, I'll have some answers and understand how this all works. But in the meantime, hey, if you want to find out what your dog thinks, great. I'm not here to challenge that. I just don't want to know. You so don't please, want to know. if yeah. my dog comes to you, Dawn, mm-hmm. and speaks to you, I don't want to
0: know. I will have a full on <laughs> friendship with your dog. Yeah, we totally talk fine. About you you. I'm just absolutely no so I uh from doing paranormal investigating and stuff there are times that I can't I cannot control it but I do get things that I see from the other side or other people I would never be a great medium I don't think uh, because I can't control it either way I did take a medium course just to see if there was a way for me to put more energy into this and focus on it and develop it Mm -hmm. um how i felt about it i'm not sure but part of it was reading pets and so everybody brought pictures of pets i mean i did get some images and i communicated those to the respective owners saying this is what i see like i would get a little movie in my head what are you going to
1: see like the dog going i want more water
0: here's the thing I didn't think any of it was useful but people were like <laughs> we would like to
1: poop more I'm like okay. I see a
0: yellow lamp she is p- calling, crawling up on your lap you have an orange blanket on and you know this pet had passed away so I'm like girl and I it's think you should this. offer pet readings But then I'm like so who cares I feel I'm like, like we I'm, not, all giving offer you, pet I'm not giving you I'm not giving you anything that is like going to help you in any way I didn't find it valuable yeah I didn't get it with all of them but there's some that came through
1: come through
0: you know and what do you say you're like oh yeah she really liked to you know that would
1: be so that would be so overwhelming like if you believe that like you're walking through the world and you're picking up people's vibes and things and that's overwhelming yeah. enough now suddenly a squirrel runs up a tree and you're like that squirrel's got a mother complex that squirrel <laughs> has that has squirrel, to poop. Kicked, that, that squirrel kicked, it has to poop that squirrel got kicked out of the nest real early and has never forgiven its mother it lost its nuts and now it doesn't know where they are. I mean, oh, yeah. no, thank you. It has
0: Alzheimer's and it can't remember also, where it is. ain't nobody want to be around
1: you if you're like, see that dog over there.
0: I think that, that if you, you focus anxiety. on it and you put your attention towards something, you know that um, you could do this. I, 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 I don't know. I was just fascinated. I think with the story because, you know. A lot of these people had mysterious illnesses with their pets, and this woman can, like, she said, oh, this dog is this and this, and then it turns out later
1: that she was right. Wait a minute, you're saying the dog had an illness? Yeah, And she saw the illness?
0: Yeah, in advance. Like, oh, this dog is doing this, and then later on.
1: Again, I ain't here, like, I don't know what this person sees. Not here to challenge that. Oh, yeah, me either. But would regular trips to the vet give you an indication?
0: Well... Maybe this lady, and was. you know who Edgar Casey is? Yeah. Okay. Edgar Casey was um, uh, a psychic back in the day in the 1920s in the spiritual movement. And he would see, he would diagnose people. Yeah. And it's sort of amazing when you read um, his or books about him. But um, my point is, is that I think this psychic will particularly see the ailment and what's going on with these animals i'm just so saying that's all why i'm valuable. saying is if
1: i felt like there was something wrong with my dog i would take it to the vet because they have actual tests they can run
0: yeah but sometimes up. now
1: i got to pay for a psychic and then i got to go to the vet. well that's a lot of money
0: i guess these people have <laughs> the money to spend and that's the oh way for they sure spend which it. is
1: exactly why i don't blame people who are intuitive from seeking out those you oh, know sure those people because that's a market man make that money
0: yeah but I would feel bad. Like I'm, not, I'm just telling you, like what I see. How is that helpful but, to
1: you? But if that's dog what dog died, want. and
0: like, okay, well, this is what I saw. It's a little mo- movie of something that happened in a specific but if, toy. Dog, if they want to give you money.
1: <laughs> why is that a bad thing?
0: I don't think it's a bad thing. Okay. I'm just saying, I, I don't, I didn't find any of that part of my learning to be particularly helpful. But what
1: was the most helpful thing you learned?
0: Uh, in that course yeah. about being a medium, that I actually have more ability than I knew. Oh, in, right. in working on it a little bit for like six weeks. Or but whatever. not just with pets, you're saying?
1: No. Okay.
0: I mean, the pets thing, I was like, I don't know if this is right for me. Yeah. You know, but I think it's a big business.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Hundred percent.
0: So if you want to send me a picture of your pet for free, I was going to say, Don, don't be what? don't be
1: shutting down opportunities <laughs> to make some money. But oh, that's on boy. you. Hey. When we come back, Don has another story for us. And that story involves, well, I don't know. I'm going to let you tell this story. Oh, gosh, now I sound
0: like a real weirdo. Uh, What do you mean? Oh, we're not at Dreams yet.
1: No, now you're going to talk about, you're not a weirdo.
0: Yeah, kind
1: of. Okay, well. Strange. We'll we'll talk about that during the break. But in the meantime, (laughs) when we come back, you're going to tell us about Will Smith.
0: I am. I'm going to tell you a rumor about Will Smith that somebody, his former assistant, talked about on a podcast. Great. It's kind of unbelievable. And yeah. I'm wondering what this person's motive is mm. because Will and Jada right. are really mad about it.
1: Yeah. We'll talk about it. When we come back right here on I Talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, it's Bradley for my good friends at Little Blindspot and Hunter Douglas. Now through December 5th, buy more and save more with huge rebates on Hunter Douglas, Silhouette and Pirouette and PowerView automation. Purchase one to five Silhouette or Pirouette with PowerView automation, get a $50 per unit rebate. Purchase six to 10, get a $75 per unit rebate. And if you purchase 11 or more, get a $100 per unit rebate. Rebates can include a mix of Silhouette and Pirouette with PowerView Automation. Limitations and restrictions apply. Ask for details and don't forget that select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades still qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of up to $1,200 through the end of the year. Exclusions and restrictions apply here too. Visit littleblindspotmn.com today for more information and to schedule your free in-home consultation. Don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The The Little Blind spot. Spot,
0: we're big on surface. Bradley and Don, my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Well, there's some rumors out there that are swirling around about Will Smith and actor Dwayne Martin, who you might remember from a bunch of movies in the early 2000s. He also is a writer, producer, and actually came up with some pretty neat ideas involving um, how to promote movies. He had a company that Will Smith invested in. And uh, they were friends, had a lot of business dealings with each other. Well, somebody on a podcast who used to be. <laughs> this um, is always the
1: start of a great story, yeah. right? Somebody on a podcast. Somebody said, on a
0: podcast, yes. Yeah, so uh, somebody who was a friend slash assistant assistant to Will Smith made headlines Tuesday after an interview with uh, a podcast host, Tasha Kay. And a lot of uh, things are swirling about this now. In the interview, Brother Bilal is his name. Brother Bilal says that he saw Will and Dwayne Martin engaging in sexual activity in a dressing room. Oh. And uh, they were hitting a home run, let's just say. So it's like, I don't know why this person would come out and say something like this. For what reason? Why are they speaking about it now since it was years ago? Why does it so he matter he just said this them? in a podcast. He said it in a podcast, and he seemed pretty adamant about the fact, I don't want to play it because it has some explicit things in it, and we just can't, and you don't need to hear that anyway. But um, he said that he opened the door to the dressing room, and they were engaging in this act, and that it was pretty intense, now, Will has denied this allegation. Will's rep says that this story is completely fabricated and the claim is false. Okay. And then further sources say that Will is considering taking legal action following Brother Bilal's remarks.
1: I don't know. Is there some motive why this Brother Bilal character would say things that are like. The thing that he's accusing Will of is like, okay, so that's a thing. Are you saying that to say it's like a shocking thing or a bad thing? Like, I don't get what the the motive would be for saying the thing. And I don't know what he's implying by that, like saying that somehow, ooh, Will Smith is gay. Like, that's a bad thing. I don't know. So I uh, that's what I would question, but I don't know these people, so I don't know if if there's like some bad blood between them in the beginning or uh, prior to this or.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out too, and I'm sure we'll find out more. Um, or this might just be like, listen, we're shutting you down. Uh, I did see that uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, she was leaving her workplace in New York, uh, you know, recording and. I don't know if she staged this or like if she called some photographers and said, I need to speak out about this or have a statement, but she was rushing out and then got into um, a car to take her away. And before she she was on the phone, so it kind of looked like fake. Um, But she said, we're suing. She would not be
1: the first person to call TMZ to say, I have something to say.
0: But she acted like that. She didn't want to talk about it, which I'm like, okay, then my brain went, all the way to the effect of, here she is supporting Will, and she said, we're suing, like they are a united front.
1: Yeah, because they're divorced, not married, married, but not They've had a lot of bad press. Them, but married, but not.
0: Because all of these lies and, and and things that they told us for so long, did they just create this scenario? Like, did they set all of this up so that this rumor, that apparently it's been around for years, could be out in the public and... They could use it to their advantage to say, look how great of a couple we are together by uniting together when one of us gets attacked.
1: Say this. I mean, maybe. Look, anything's possible. Because
0: my tinfoil hat just came on. No, I get it.
1: I totally get it. Um, The one thing I will point out is, Mike, you said this during the break, that as a person who spends a lot of time in the blinds, we've not seen... Rumors like this about Will Smith, yeah, and there's a shockingly large number of blinds about people who are closeted and like that are hiding from that, and And the fact that this, which is ridiculous in itself, but the fact that I haven't seen anything about that at all when it pertains to Will Smith, it's just interesting. Yeah, and look, I, I mean, would I be surprised? I don't, I don't know because things have happened. Well, it's also not weird. It's a really normal thing. Yeah, and people do it all the time. I got news for you. The fact that um,
0: and whenever a woman maybe has varying degrees of sexuality, people are like, "Oh, cool!" Or it's just like openly, but like it's sad that maybe he experimented with his sexuality at some point, and now we're making this be this. Or thing. he
1: didn't. I mean,
0: or he didn't. Either way, that is not why we're here.
1: No, if this is it. an attempt to make him quote look bad yeah. by by uh, connecting him to gay. I mean, that's real 1990s of you. It is. Like, this doesn't, it's just not going to, that's not going to pa- pass the smell test. But, but, again, I don't know if there's some kind of, like, secret motive or what this is all about. I imagine we're going to hear more about it because something tells me that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith... Or Jada Pinkett? Are we, is she doing the Smith? I don't remember. I'm well, just I mean, saying they're still married. They're so not yes. going to let this go if it's not something they didn't want to talk about.
0: True, right? Yeah, Dawn, I, Yeah, it's it's, thing, it's it's a weird thing, but it's all over the place. So I thought we'd talk. about it. Thank
1: you so much for sharing that with us. And mm-hmm. when we come back, Dawn is going to interpret your dreams, listeners, right here on My Talk 107.1. Hey, my talkers, hey, Bradley my talkers. here. So great to be a Minnesotan because this Thursday is Give to the Max Day. In the space of 24 hours, thousands of our neighbors will come together to provide the support Minnesota organizations need to continue making our communities great and continue reaching out to Minnesotans who need our help. As you're planning which organizations you'll support this give to the max day, I hope you'll consider my friends at Alight. For 45 years, they've been delivering support and goodwill provided by Minnesotans like you to refugees and displaced people around the globe. From Ukraine to Somalia, Pakistan to Sudan. And they're helping newcomer families right here in Minnesota now, too. Your donation will help families who've been separated from their homes and communities by war and disaster. But your gift will also make double the impact, thanks to a matching gift from a generous Minnesota family. To learn more about Light and make a donation, visit wearealight.org. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk
0: 1071. Hi, guys. Uh, if you missed Blinded by the Item, you can download that anywhere you get your podcasts. It's our separate podcast and radio show we do every day from 1230 to 1. And you can hear past episodes if you'd like. All right. It's time to interpret some dreams.
1: do you tell me about your dream, dream.
0: I was back in high school, school. and I was was supposed
1: to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver Dreamweaver Dawn. Dawn. Dreamweaver Dawn. Hey, Dawn, you want to interpret some dreaming?
0: Yes, I do.
1: Dawn likes to get all up in your late nights without (laughs) actually being in your bed, and she does that by email. So uh, it's kind of like a real intimate, not intimate thing at all. But Uh you can uh, do the very same thing by sending an email of your dream. We'll tell you how to do that later in the show. But for right now, Dawn, I got an email from Carol here. She's got a dream for you. You ready? Mm -hmm. Yes. Dear Dawn, hello. (laughs) I've been having this reoccurring dream at least twice a week for several months. It starts out, I'm standing on the ground, and then I do a tiny jump and start floating up, up, up into the air. Off in the distance, I can see electrical wires and being uncomfortable, excuse me, and begin, rather, uncontrollably floating towards them, and I can't stop. Ah! I feel afraid that I'm going to get electrocuted, but as I float into them, I bounce off, and the next set of wires. After bouncing from one set of wires to the next set of wires, eventually, I slowly land on the ground. Okay. What in the world is going on here? Yours truly, Carol.
0: Okay, Carol, let's just separate first the flying because some people fly in their dreams and I don't mean I love uh, it. flying in your dream. I don't mean like um flying in an airplane that's something completely different. But flying with your body, mm-hmm. like you take flight, you lift up. I haven't had this dream in a while, but the best dreams are always whenever I'm like running down the street and then I jump. Just like kind of like this. You jump and you're like, oh, I can fly, I can float. It feels so real to me that I feel like I can actually do it oh, in yeah. my waking life. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels so, so real. So that is your um this is a representation of the freedom that you feel in your life when you're having a really good day and you're having mental freedom. So you are able to move about through the inner levels of your mind and really connect with that subconscious mind in your waking life to draw inspiration and freedom. You feel limitless. All those little voices we hear in our head um, about like, hey, you should do this. You should do that. Don't say that. Don't do this. It does limit you. And yes, you have to be conscious of those things as a living breathing human being who respects other people in this world. but really it doesn't serve you very well whenever you're trying to create new things or move forward in your life. So when you're flying, that's Enjoy a good it. thing. Yeah. You feel limitless and it's it's awesome. Now the part that is concerning is that you do a tiny jump, start floating up into the air and then you're scared by it. So and then you see these electrical wires, and you're floating towards them and you know that that is not good for you. So I think what has happened is that you had this mental freedom in your day or at anytime you have the stream, if it's reoccurring, and something stopped you from going all the way with those thoughts. So you found a mental boundary and you were threatened by it because if you were to crash into some power lines in reality in our waking life, that would be ultimately death and death is change so if you are threatened by the fact that if i let myself dream this big for myself and imagine a future and then follow through with that uh oh i'm afraid that somehow that's going to change me or it's going to change other people and so that is what is limiting you so really it's just within your mind nobody's going to you know it's not no, just about let death. It go, Carol. It's more about the limitations you're putting on yourself when you're actually having good moments. Yeah, just let enjoy yourself... the
1: ride, man.
0: It, enjoy the ride and then see what else you can do. I, I always know?
1: have that, like, so I can fly, uh, and uh, I love these dreams because I just have to, like, flap my arms a little bit oh, to stay t- up. Yeah. And then I'm like, wee. and then I kind of come down and then I can just do it again, do it again, do it uh-huh. again, and then I can go back up. It's fun. Yeah. And I just like being able to look around and see all the you know, stuff underneath.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like sort of like, I do this thing where I am, I'm walking around and then I'm gliding throughout the room and I'm like, oh my God, I can do this, you know? Yeah. So always see, Enjoy reflect it. reflect when you wake up from this, Carol, reflect on what happened the day before. Those good things bring more of those things into your life.
1: All right, Lisa sent uh, a dream. Would you like to hear from this young lady? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Dear Dawn, I had a dream about a month ago that I... That was intense, and I can't shake. I saw a girl I knew from that past. Oh, from from the past, do you think? I think the
0: past, probably. From the past,
1: yet she and I were really never ever close or even friends for that matter, just friends of a friend. She and I were both barefooted for some reason. We talked about my recent migraine headaches that I've had since I've really been a kid, By the way, this person really died from brain cancer herself years ago. It was like she was trying to send me a message. Love you and your show, Lisa.
0: So I wonder, Lisa, if you thought this is uh, what I'm getting from you is that you thought you have this fear of your migraines and that this person who actually in real life passed away from brain cancer came to. Give you a message about your brain cancer, like her spirit and soul visited you.
1: Not her brain cancer.
0: The girl who passed away yeah, 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 had yeah. brain cancer, so she was visiting her You just in said dream.
1: Lisa's brain cancer, and I was just like, "You are you implying that she maybe was worried that that's what oh, she had? Yes,
0: yeah. yes. So what I'm saying is that is not what this is. Yeah. Um, Most likely what you're dreaming about is um, if I mean, if you're barefoot in a dream, it has to do with your spirituality. And if you're wearing shoes and you're fiddling with shoes and trying to maybe the shoes are too big or whatever. the, The point is, is that you're not wearing shoes. So this has to do with how grounded you are in your spirituality. And then on top of it, you have this other message that is not from that other spirit. It's just a part of you that you're unfamiliar with. And it is representing your inner fear about your, your health. Yeah. So it isn't, I, I don't want to like burst people's bubble or anything, but do not let this scare you into thinking that there's some spirit reaching out to you about your pain. I don't know what your pain is and I don't want no know. Of course, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what your diagnosis is or anything like that, but don't feel like but if you're worried about it, go way. talk to
1: somebody who yes. is qualified. And cause. I'm
0: sure you have but don't see this as some type of a sign.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. not, I mean, it's a, a good reminder. You always say it's not about, it's not about the person you're dreaming about. It's about how that person, you it's, think it's about you. that person. Yeah. It's yeah. a part of
0: you. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right, Lisa, hopefully that was helpful. And by the way, listeners, if you have any feedback or thoughts after Dawn interprets your dream, send her an email. More on that in a bit. Now we've got one more email from Lucas. Would you like to hear what Lucas's dream was about? Yes. Good. Dear Dawn, Last night, I dreamt that my adult son and I were on a plane back to Minneapolis. In the middle of the flight, a group of people with guns stood up and took control of the plane. My son and I laid down on the floor, hoping they wouldn't see us, but it didn't work. They dragged me up to the front. Once there, I small spotted a small crow bar lying on the floor. I grabbed it and beat the hijackers over the head and told them I was very disappointed in them.
0: Mm. OK, so we have your son in the dream and uh, you are on a flight. So your son is. Your son is an, an idea that you had and you fully formed that idea and you brought it into the world. So you imagine something like I always say starting a business because that's the easiest way for people to really sort of equate what I'm talking about. But you had a new idea and then you made it happen and you brought it into the world from your imagination. That is what your son represents. Okay, so here we are with this idea. And then you've taken it to a level where it sort of stands on its own. And then you're in the environment of being in a collective consciousness with other people, souls, other minds. Okay, and then once you're taken out of that, it's because... You are afraid that change is going to be forced upon you Mm. because that is what the threat of violence is. That is what some type of an attacker that you don't know what it is. For instance, if you're being chased in a dream and it's like, I don't know who it is. And it's you're terrified That's you that is change. You're afraid of change. Didn't you say something
1: though? Once I thought you said something once about like the thing that you're running from. It's just something in yourself or something? I oh, don't know. absolutely! Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, it is something within you that you are afraid is going to change you in some way Got if it. you face it. Got it. Uh, whatever that is. So, but what happens in the dream? It sounds like uh, is that you are chosen by this thing, this thing that you fear, and you have to confront it. And you actually, what you do is you do not succumb to that that fear. You actually get rid of the fear. And this thing that you were afraid of. So you're dreaming about something where you thought you were going to be forced to change, but then you took control of it somehow. And none of the bad things you imagined that were going to happen happened. Mm, So and this has to do with something that you started a long time ago and you brought it into reality. You know, it could be a job that you've taken. It could be. Um, any situation you've been in, a friendship. It's just, it's hard to pinpoint what that thing is.
1: Yeah, but it'll probably speak to Lucas.
0: Yes. Now, all of this happens within an airplane, which is that place where, you know, you can connect to other minds, and you might not know that you can do this, but it kind of freaks you out sometimes. Like, you probably are an empath, or you can you can sense other people's thoughts, and maybe that has to do with that new idea that you're in and then you're pulling back from that. So you're in that place where you know, what's best for you and you're connecting to other minds. And then you're pulling back because of this change that you think is going to be forced upon you, but mm-hmm. then you got through it. So your soul is sort of just giving you some data. Yeah. It's like, here's a recap cap of what happened yesterday. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, Lucas or any of the people that listened again, if you heard something that spoke to you, uh, Let Dawn know. Send her an email. And for listeners who want to share their dreams with you to have them interpreted, Dawn, what do they do?
0: You just send an email to um, go to our show links page, find my email, and put dream in the title. That helps me so, so, so much because when I review my, just when you start it out also in the sentence put, I dreamed about, and then write it, because then I can just scroll through and save those. And that makes it easy. Make it a paragraph. You don't have to tell me every detail. And I'll do my best to get to it. I'm about a month behind always because I get about three times as many dreams as I can take care of in a week. So,
1: Fabulous. Thank you, Dawn, for always interpreting listeners' dreams. When we come back, you guys, the Housekeeping Olympics is a real thing. It's not as big as the actual Olympics, <laughs> but it certainly uh, is no small stakes. We'll tell you all about it. And we're going to put the question to you if you were going to medal in the Housekeeping Olympics. What would your event be? What would your medal event be for the housekeeping Olympics? 651-641-1071. We're answering that question when we come back right here on My Talk 1071.
0: It's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. And Bradley has a question for you.
1: Yeah, 651-641-1071. If you were going to medal in the housekeeping, uh, housekeeping Olympics, what event would it be? As Dawn said, you've got plenty to choose from. Washing toilets, or cleaning toilets. What do you do to toilets?
0: Uh, you clean toilets. clean toilets, just yeah. clean it.
1: Uh, vacuuming, dishes, you name it. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. And the reason we're asking, of course, is, as Dawn pointed out, this was the Housekeeping Olympics. In fact, the 33rd annual IEHA Housekeeping Olympics took place in Vegas at the Bellagio yet again. Um, apparently, this is the first time since the pandemic uh, that they've held this—I uh, uh, was going to say event—but it's more than an event. It's an a literal Olympics, Dawn. I mean, not quite the same as the regular Olympics, but for those who participated, uh, no small feat and no small challenge. And um, I, when I was looking through this, I thought to myself, "Huh, what event could I medal in?" And very quickly, I realized <laughs> zero, zero of the events. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Yeah. Like look, I know how to clean. Yeah. It's not my favorite thing to do. Mhm. But if I were going to be challenged to like make a bed, mm. I would not know how to do all them hospital corners. Oh. Okay. Um, I could maybe do like straight lines in a vacuum thing, but I'd have to go real slow and steady. Oh,
0: you know like how people yeah, like yeah, to yeah. have the
1: like almost like a grid line. Uh-huh. Yes. I don't think anyone would give me an award for like the cleanest dishes ever. So uh, for me, I would have a real hard time. The only thing I would probably meddle in is making the actual mess that people could then clean up. That would be my (laughs) role is I would run around making messes for the Olympic athletes to then clean up. What would you meddle in, do you think?
0: I think that um, from my mother's teaching and I had to, you know, we rotated Every weekend, yeah, oh you know, sure. We did the like. I had the bathroom one weekend, and then I had to do beds, and then I, you know, yeah, at least you um, had siblings. I was yes. an only child. Yes, right. So, so you didn't want to do any of it. Probably. Zero. Um, my mother would show me how to clean the bathroom, and she said, "Clean it like the queen is coming." Okay. I mean, a toilet. I can do that. I can have a toilet so clean down to. I mean, you ha- if you are going to clean a toilet, it has. A lot to do with the inside, but then the entire outside of the bowl, around the back of the base of it, those little knobs, all those get cleaned. Yeah, when you got to clean cleaning.
1: all that. You got to get up all, all, all up in them bits. So
0: I think I could do really well at a toilet.
1: Okay. So you're the chief toilet cleaner. You get a golden <laughs> cleaning toilet.
0: I would get a golden plunger. Okay. Yeah.
1: And I will say I was an actual janitor for about 13 years. At the firm, oh right. So we had to clean every week, an hour or two of my life, and I still would not meddle in any of those events. I guarantee you, Mike. Are you particularly savvy at cleaning? I'm just looking at these pictures. I think I could sling that vacuum around. Pretty you could well. do the vacuum. Yeah, that'd be fun. They get real fast they with the vacuum. Do. They're like whap, whap,
0: whap, whap. Like, like man, watching leasing. the beds yeah. getting
1: made. I mean, unreal how fast these housekeep. Now, let's be clear. This is people for whom it's their career slash job slash like decades of experience doing way more cleaning than probably the average person ever has in their life because that's, you know, what they get paid to do.
0: And it's super important for them to do it quickly. You know, I would be a terrible uh, housekeeping
1: person. I would too. I'd be like laying on the bed looking at my phone. (laughs)
0: Oh, no. As people
1: walked by like, can we get another towel? Be like, I'll be right with you, sir.
0: Yeah, because I would want it to be too clean, and I can tell they cut corners
1: sometimes. Who cleans, cuts corners?
0: When you go to... Oh. It it doesn't matter what hotel it is. What? I will be like, um... I don't call, but I just go, noted.
1: Oh, look at you. Okay. I don't know.
0: I mean, but they... But I also realize... They don't have time.
1: I was going to say that is the hardest job. I would never.
0: Mm-mm, but sometimes it's just clearly not cleaned. Oh. And then you're like, okay, well, it's a little different. But I wouldn't be good at it because I you would be. Obsessive, be good at it, but I thought compulsive. you were like
1: really good at toilets. You could but do toilets.
0: You would have to move quickly. And I don't feel like I could do a yeah. good job. No, you have
1: to be able to be good and fast, which is why, again, in order to, you know, meddle in these events, you've got to be able to. You know put you back into it
0: absolutely the uh, the only
1: thing i but i'm not even good at like emptying dishes it's like the jamie puts the dishes in because he's he's the only one who knows how to put the dishes (laughs) in the dishwasher in our house
0: or maybe you just pretend not to know so you don't have to do it
1: Uh, look i've learned the lesson many years ago that i don't get in the way when somebody tells me the right way to do something that is a pass to let them do it yeah right so if they're like, oh, no, no, this is the right way. I'm like, oh, great. Thank you so much. You do that really, really well. Wow. That is so good. <laughs> Why? I said, I don't got to do it. That's right. And so he puts the dishes in the dishwasher and I take them out. But I'm not even good at that. I'll break dishes. Oh, my gosh. Like I'll pull them out of the dishwasher. Clang, 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 clang.
0: I know somebody in the home that I live in
1: who. Mm. I wonder who that could be.
0: Who takes dishes out and ha- and wipes them down. Every single dish and fork and spoon
1: after they come out the. Mm-hmm. Why do they have to wipe after they come out the dishwasher?
0: In case, even if it's like dried in there, in case there's water on them, which some cups in at the case? top on top of the cup, like you can't get that water wow. off unless you dry it.
1: Wow, that's so and exciting. dry it every again, piece. You don't do that though, right? Rarely. Yeah. So again, there's a standard. Congratulate the person who does for whom that is their standard. And they can continue to do it for themselves. Absolutely. Let's go to Anna. Anna is on the line. What are you meddling in, Anna?
0: Hi. Um, sorry, my throat is kind of hoarse right now, but okay. I, work at a ho- I work at a hotel. Yes. And I cannot say enough good things about the cleaners. I mean, I work yes. at a nicer hotel, but we do not, we maybe get one complaint every like four or five months. And the cleaners we've had, we've had them for over 20 years. Yeah. I work at a the uh restaurant inside the hotel, so
1: that's hard work, work, man. And to, Yeah, to be able yeah. to do that day in and day out is oh, that's amazing. Work. Oh, such
0: hard and work. That, that they're so passionate and they do such a good job and I I don't know. I think it's I hate to hear people complaining when people that I see are doing their absolute best every day.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Some people are just going to complain about everything, aren't they? Right. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I know. What would you be good at if you had to do that job? Oh, um, making the beds. Making beds. Yeah. Did you grow up in a military family where you were oh, told no, to no, no. do hospital corners? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think I'd be good at any of it, honestly. <laughs>
1: okay. But... <laughs> you just want to honor all the great work others are doing. And thank you exactly. so much, Anna, for calling and sharing that. Um, the Olympics... I wonder if you can like watch, like if you can buy tickets, it would be kind of fun to get tips and tricks. Like if they would hold like little, you know, Hey guys, after the competition, Barb is going to share like her tips on how to Ooh, make a yeah. quick bed.
0: Yeah. Again,
1: I don't know how to make a bed. Guess um, what? I don't do
0: make bets
1: because when you don't know how to do something, but I then see. here's the, here's the weird thing, Dawn. Yeah. Is that then it's like, Oh, you're just pretending to not know how to do it?
0: That's what I called you on.
1: Yeah, exactly. But then I say, but I guarantee no matter how I would do it, mm-hmm. it would not meet to your standard. Right. So, so, it's, so a, it's a lose-lose. Let
0: me ask you further. Let's yeah. go further with this. Yeah. Do you think that when you're told how to do something told. as a grown adult man,
1: told how to do something, you're, yeah. you're
0: shown like this is how you do it as an adult grown man. When you're a Taurus you say "Mm, i'm gonna push back on this by refusing to do it is it your stubbornness that makes you go yeah i'm not gonna have somebody tell me to do it so i'm just gonna oh no 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 i would say for you no so so it's
1: the idea that there's a right way to do something (laughs) yeah that i would take issue with like that's that's your right way to do it right exactly all right listeners thank you for uh calling and sharing what you'd be good at or I should say Anna because I think Anna was the thanks only way to Anna call. when we come back here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, oh I got to see company last night at the uh Orpheum and Mike got to see a movie we're gonna tell you about it when we come back right here on my talk 1071.